0: Welcome to the Earn Every Dime Online Show, where our job is to help you uncover new ways to earn a living online. Now we do this by talking through concepts, ideas, strategies, and people that hopefully help you make more money online. So of course today, guys, I have an absolute treat in store for you. It's going to be a little bit different. You know, you know, I like to earn every dime online and then show you ways you can do the same. The truth to the treat today is this. I've got one of my good friends. He's a pastor of an up and coming fast growing church. His name is James Stokes. James, will you say hi to the audience? What's up? How's everybody doing today? <laughs> And, you know, it's one of these areas where I just love to have fun in and love to innovate in. And it's one of the last areas in business that I've talked about. And this particular episode is going to be called Church Business. We're going to be doing everything we can to show you how to start it like a church but grow it like a business. Now, this makes a lot of sense out there because a lot of churches aren't innovating. I don't want to indict anybody, but a lot of churches could be growing, but aren't. And we just wanted to get together and talk about the why. So, James, in your church, what, what has made your church grow so fast the way it has? Um, first of all,
1: I'd, I'd like to say that, well, I guess I, I'll talk about it from a social aspect first. I think people, when it comes to churches... I tell people all the time, the first thing you want to do is go to uh, a church where you can understand what's going on. You can uh-huh. understand the, uh, the preacher. I mean, you're being fed through the word of God. You can break that down and process it and digest it, first uh-huh. of all. Second of all, you want to go somewhere where you feel comfortable um, being where you're not feeling made to feel out of place or you don't feel yeah, like you're being sure. picked, picked out or picked on. Um, over the pulpit or other areas of the church. And then um, secondly, or thirdly, i tell people um, you really want to go somewhere where you can really feel the power of God, you can feel the presence of God in the building through the praise and the worship, even uh, through the altar service. So i tell people to, to, those are the three things you really want to look for when you uh-huh. you know looking in to uh, go to a specific church or any other a, a church rather than where you're going. Um, then I, f- I feel like also, um, you know, the family piece that we have, we uh-huh. try to um, make our church to be a family-friendly church. And people ask me, what do you mean by that? Well, first of all, uh, we're not going to hold you all day. <laughs> that's the first thing. Oh, my thing.
0: goodness. That's, that's one of the we're keys, We're not right? going to hold
1: you all day. We Don't start on time. Right, now. right. We start on time. When when we say we're going to start, we start on time. Secondly, we trimmed a lot of the fat out of our services, a whole mm-hmm. lot of uh, preliminaries and a lot of things that are not necessary. So our service usually lasts about an hour and a half, mm-hmm. you know. So that's a good time to get a good service in, and, and you can still do other things throughout the day. Um, so, you know, I tell people all the time at our church, I want you to spend time with your family. Cause I want to spend time with my family because when we think about it, we live in a society now where people are busy five, six, seven days a week, but you still want to be able to get that worship uh-huh. piece in. Uh-huh. And so Saturdays are like gold to people. So it's a lot of times when people spend a whole Saturday getting done what they didn't get done during the week and then Sunday, they just they call it off. They don't do nothing on Sunday, but I think Sunday is a day of worship. Um, and it's pivotal, it's pivotal for starting the rest of the week. So you really need that worship piece. So we want you to come, but we don't want you to be there all day because we don't want to be there all day. Um, not that we don't love God like that, but we just, (laughs) uh, we understand the practicality of, of life. And so we really tailor our services. We don't stay all day, um, our services are poignant. They're to the point. I think we get the message over. So that's when we talk about a family-friendly uh, ministry. That I want to be able to go to dinner, uh, or yeah, go like to the that. park after church, or go to the movies, and spend time with my family for the week start uh-huh. over again. So that's what we really emphasize. And then we have we have things uh, we have uh, different things that we do to to bring family matters in. We we teach them. Practical family stuff. Uh, we have different uh, programs that we deal with family issues and family matters, and we try to bring them to a place where we can deal with them with uh, biblical principles. Stuff that people deal with all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just the beginning of some of the things that we do to try to um, to and to allow have people let people know that this is what we're all about. This is what we do, and we try to do it
0: a little different than the old traditional model. Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the things that I've noticed that that churches, some churches, again, this isn't an indictment. You know, this is just information, hopefully, that you can use if you choose. Um, that some churches haven't innovated, and you just spoke on innovating with time. Right. Right. Let's let's trim some fat off. Right. Let's do some things that are family-friendly, right? Family-friendly friend, in the sense that we're going to give you your time back.
1: Not right. We
0: three-hour stuff, right? Right, right, So right. you can enjoy and, right. and kind of kick right. it and do some extra stuff than right. being in church all day. And right. again, you know, in, from a business perspective, which I love to speak from, is that's knowing your customer. Right. Right, knowing your clients, knowing their experiences, getting to know them in a way that allows you to, to then give them that, through your business in this particular case through your church. Right. right? So I like the idea um, that you're innovating in that way. Why do you think that some churches just haven't innovated that way? I think
1: sometimes we get stuck in the tradition of worship and there, and there's some wonderful traditional principles that we should keep. Um, But we get so stuck in the tradition of, well, it's been working. We've always done it like Mm -hmm. this. It Mm -hmm. works. And that could be true. It could work, but it could work better if you try to do something different. Right. Case in point, like, one of the things while you was just talking, and another thing that came to my mind is when it comes to announcements and upcoming events that we do. So mm-hmm. now we put uh, all of our upcoming events on our website. Um, so we tell, we we direct people to our website to see what's coming up. That's good. And then so that, that gives us more hits on our website, plus – People look on and say, "Oh, they doing this. Oh, they got that going. Uh-huh, oh, that." Uh-huh. And so, and then we have what we call a media monitor. When you come in the church, um, there's a media monitor that's that hangs out in the um, in the foyer, and and it talks about all the events that we got coming uh-huh, up. It uh-huh. talks about everything, speaking engagements, everything that we got going on. What we need you to get connected to, um, what's going on in the community, what. What our church is connected with. What are we uh, coming? What are we? What events are coming up in the near future? Guest speakers are coming. All of that's on the media monitor, and I mean, it takes you probably about ten minutes of standing there watching it to get through everything that we got going on. Maybe not quite ten, but maybe uh-huh. a good seven, six, seven minutes, because we got so much loaded up there of things that's coming up. But what that does, it takes that 10 or 15 minutes that we would talk about it during the service, it takes sure. that out yeah. and it forces people, because we live in a technological age, it forces people to look at the monitor mm-hmm. and we got it strategically placed. So when you walk out of the sanctuary, you can't miss it. Oh. You, if you look right up, you'll see it. And, and we're in the process of putting one when you, as soon as you come in, the, in into the building, you'll see one there. So you'll see one coming in. When you're coming in to worship, and you'll see one coming out. Mm-hmm. When you're going out to worship, and that's a constant reminder of these events is going on. But it, what it also does, it takes that time out of our service that's where right. we can that's right. dedicate that time to something else. So that's just one way that we've learned how to be, you know, innovative, and to just cut a lot of the, you know, preliminaries and a lot of things out of our service.
0: Yeah, and I tell you, you know, when you know, I started thinking about putting this together and I call it again church business right we're just bringing church where you're doing your church and then business principles in there and then asking questions you know can you start it like a church and run it like a business Right. because guess what if the business end of the church doesn't work well then eventually the church doesn't work Right. right and then you're dissolving the church and that becomes a deal right so I started thinking about more ways that churches can engage people you know, how can we do this thing differently? You know, what, what would it take? And if, again, I'm a businessman, right? So right. I'm thinking, okay, if the client, the customer, the person on the other end of that, they want something. What what could be the value add, right? right? Just a principle right. from business. What is the value added to what you're already giving? And that right. is the biblical principles, right. right? So as we start thinking about value adding, and we you you mentioned it earlier you said hey look i send people to the website right and that becomes a tremendous opportunity to engage folks right to keep them going to have the, a portal where they can ask questions right. and then from those questions you can start going okay i noticed that this this is on my members minds right you know and then if you're developing your series you're kind of going well it seems that three quarters of the members happen to be talking about this or happen right. to be asking questions or right. this is heavy on their heart. Right. Then that becomes an opportunity to engage them a different way. Right. You know, right? it's not the, you know, the, the uh, tail wagging a dog kind of right. a thing, but it right. is, I'm listening to my members. Right. Right. In other words, I'm listening to my customers. These are the people that are coming every week. Right. right? And then giving them a place to go that they can feel comfortable having that conversation, right. leaving you note. There's a a service that I use that's really, really inexpensive, right? And I'll put this in the description field for you guys, but it's called SpeakPipe. Mm -hmm. Literally, it's just a button where people can record on their phones or on their laptops what they want to say, because sometimes people don't write well or they're afraid of that, you know. And so, but they can speak it, and you can hear what's in their heart, what's in their minds, and it becomes again just an engagement tool, right? right so these are some of the innovative things these are some things that you can do differently within your church to grow it right right to be about being about them right 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 right. Yeah, i love what you said earlier look we don't we don't punish people when they come in right you don't beat them over the head with right. the bible right <laughs> right. right that Can't becomes do that. uh um, that becomes something right right that you start saying to yourself okay All right, how can I make it easy for people to come to church? Because if you notice, you know, millennials, younger folks, a certain age group, well, they've had a different relationship with church than some of our parents or some of our grandparents did. So as you're thinking about this within your church environment, you're asking those constant questions. How can I engage this new set of listeners or this new set of parishioners, this new set of church goers? You're having to constantly innovate, and you having, you're having you having to constantly engage people differently. And if you're not, well, guess what? You're going to lose memberships. Right. You can be the best preacher in the world. Right. Right. You can be, be the best bibliologist or whatever you want to call You can be the person that knows all this stuff, but nobody's in the pews. Right. Because, right. hey, they're tired of the same old, right. same old. Right. So we got to get you out there innovating, and we wanted to have this conversation. Right. Right. And so that you can at least put some things in your mind, and your heart. And I know, you know, James, he doesn't mind giving this away because his church is growing rapidly. It's doing very, very well. So if you can just be a service. Right. We want to get more people into the Bible, get more people into the spirit. Right. 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 That's not a competitive based thing. Right. It's like, okay. That many members go to your church. Awesome. Because guess what? They're going to your church. Right. They're getting the word. Right. Right. <laughs> if you can't keep them because you're not innovating, you're not doing anything different. Well, they're going to go to my church. Right. Because <laughs> you're going to do it. Right. And that becomes a conversation. And that's why we wanted to do this today. You had a couple of things you wanted to add.
1: What one of the things that we do. We were talking earlier. One of the things that we do is, um, first of all, we make people. Feel we make them know that they matter. We make them, we let them know that you matter, and we're glad that you're here to worship with us here uh-huh. today. Um, and uh, one of the things that we do, or a couple things we do, once we get a visitor, we send them a letter saying, Hey, thank you for coming. Uh, we appreciate you, your, your visit with us, and we trust that you enjoyed your uh, your worship time with us. And once those people begin to come and come and they decide to join, the next thing we do is uh, we send them a letter uh, letting them know um, that uh, we're here for you uh, there's several things in the letter that we're, we're available you know we're here to serve you uh, A, B, C, and D and E and and then um, we have a new members class a new members class is, is it just let, it gives you it's a brief introduction um, to what I well not I won't say so much brief but it's an introduction to what we're about. Uh Our ministry, our our statement of faith, what we believe, how our ministry is, um, uh, how it runs, the different departments that we have, Uh the different ministries you can be a part of, what's available to you. And it talks about a doctrine. It talks about the doctrine of salvation, a doctrine about a lot of other things, too, Uh to let you know this is what we embrace. This is what we uh, uh, behold. This is what we embrace. This is what we preach. This is what we teach. This is how we roll. That's pretty much we, it's pretty much like when you join a uh, a business or a corporation, you have to go to orientation that's right and so it pretty much orientates you on who, this is who we are and this is what we do then after that each member goes to each adult member goes to what we call a new members class mm-hmm. and that's pretty much what that you know what that is and then so after the new members class we try to um and we try to incorporate the the members into the ministry. We have several different ministries that there's always room for. But the one question I pretty much ask people is what is it that you like to do? What are you passionate about? Uh What is it that you want to do as relates to this ministry? Because I just don't, I just don't believe that once you become a part of something, you just, you sit and become stale. That's right. You know, you need to get involved, get active. You need to vest your time and your energy uh, into something that's productive to help uh-huh. it be more productive. So I always ask people, "What is it? What are you passionate about?" Because I believe when people are passionate about something, they they're more happy and they're more apt to do it. And then, so uh, like I said before, a happy employee is a productive employee.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: And so we try to incorporate them into what they feel like they'd be good at or something they want to try different. And then if it and if they don't have If we don't have that that scope of ministry that they're passionate about, I I said, well, let's see if we can turn this into a a genre of ministry uh, that uh, we can incorporate to our arsenal of things that we do in our ministry. So we're always looking to try to to broaden our borders and to uh, sharpen our iron a little bit more. Add value. Uh, Absolutely add value to what we're always doing because if one person is passionate about it, somebody else is going to get hooked and be just as passionate and we can help somebody and you never know who's coming out of the street who may need the very thing that that person Uh is passionate about
0: that we probably never uh, used before. Yeah. and that's one of those engagement strategies that I always like to talk about. You know, like I do a lot of stuff online, you know, for the most part, most of the stuff that I do is online and we're just talking about principles. Right. right now, in this particular case, as you guys are listening, we're just utilizing a principle that is in the church realm. We're just adding them to each other. Right. So I think about um, when you are saying you're giving you're sending them letters. Right. I think about email marketing. Right. right. And we say, OK, well, I have your email now. Can I contact you? Do I have your permission to have a conversation with you? And you can put that on automatic. You can yep. talk about what's upcoming. You could talk about what was already done, right? You can show them that, Hey, here's last sermon. Here's an opportunity to, for the church to earn a different way. You know, this one's a couple of bucks. This one's for free. Here's something I think that may, you know, fulfill your life. Here's the upcoming book. We got somebody coming in. They right. have some material, you know, that all becomes an opportunity and a way to continually engage your members. Right. 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 And it's stuff that is already out there. It's, it's technological, but at the same time, it's usable in an organization that traditionally hasn't changed very much.
1: Right, right, right. There are also, uh, you know, there's software out there that they already have the templates for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have form letters and things like that. Um, and we we like to do, you know, uh, we, we like to add our personal touch. We do have uh, uh, a format where we email you know we we ask members you know can can we have your email address? Mm-hmm. Is it okay to email you this, that, and the other?" And most of them say, "Yeah, I kinda like the personal touch of a letter that's hand not handwritten but signed personally signed oh, yeah, sure <laughs> excuse me i, I sort of like that 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 feel that that personal touch still some things never go away, no matter how much technology um <laughs> yeah. evolve." Some things are still, you know, that people look at a letter and go, they took the time to draft this letter and somebody personally signed it. That means that adds value to, Uh you know, who you are and why we value your presence. Uh And, you know, and then it adds value to the ministry also. Um, Another thing that we do, I I do sometimes in our Bible, study. I don't do it as much as I used to, but I do it. Sort of get a feel for where people are in their personal lives we have uh some nice doing our um empowerment for living sessions we have what I call q and a, a Q&A. we have a question and answer period, so I just ask people um bring your questions, bring all the questions you know that you have on whether it's something you heard me preach about or you heard somebody else preach about. Or something you read somewhere, you need clarification on, or if you're stuck somewhere in the scriptures, and you need me to help you bring that out, um, and we'll devote a whole Bible study. And if it gets really good, we'll take another night to really devote that to. Jim just uh, giving me questions about, Uh you know, salvation about a Christian life about Mm -hmm. something they're confused on or something that somebody said it didn't sound quite right and they need me to flesh it out a little bit but what I found out that does that gives me uh, I I start to pick and start to find central themes and what people are going through in their life that's right you know because when a lot you know a lot you know the old adage. well I got a friend that's going (laughs) through that more times We know who that friend is don't we more (laughs) times than not that friend is them Um, but Sometimes, you know, you can find a central theme into so so that kinda helps me tailor some of the things I may need to address. Uh Uh when I you know, I start seeing common themes and different questions and stuff and it keeps coming up. So um that's another way of, you know, getting them engaged and kinda telling like you was talking about, you know, what is your what is your customer or your constituent constituent need Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so we're talking about church and business so church members are like internal constituents that's
0: right yeah absolutely (laughs) you know
1: when it comes to a business i mean these are the people who you are servicing Mm -hmm. um you know your external constituents are the people who uh your suppliers your 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 donors and other people who are from the external helping the ministry grow or whatever but internal Mm -hmm. are the people who you who you serve. These Mm -hmm. are the people we serve, you know, the community, our members, parishioners. And so you need to get a feel for that. You need to get a a bead on what, because people are not going to come out and tell you all the time, look, I'm going through ABC and D. That's right. Hey, I'm struggling with this. Mm -hmm. Most of the times they're not going to say that. But if you give them a format where they can, they can, you know, put it on a piece of paper, and be remain anonymous,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and you that's could, a good thing. You, right? you could Make deal it with easy it. for Absolutely. them
0: to tell you Absolutely. what they need. Absolutely. Now, if that's not business, I don't know what it is. Right. But in this particular case, the business of saving souls, the business of filling people up with the gospel, Amen. giving them in this setting. And then now adding multiple ways to give them from your voice These things, right? That becomes the innovation part of it, right? Right. How else can I reach folks? And sometimes you said something earlier while we were having breakfast. You were saying, hey, look, sometimes I just need my members to have conversation with people that are new in. Right, right, right. Now, because you're getting it from the members, right, right, not from the pastor, because you think, oh my God, the pastor's selling me, what's happening? Right, right. (laughs) But the, you know, but when the members are saying, how can we talk? Hey, yeah. can I show you something that I'm doing? Yeah. Hey, what are you interested in? Yeah. Then it's a little less intimidating, but at the same time, you're engaging. Right. You're being about the business that you're you're in this business to do. Right. right. But now your members, you're hearing it from them. Right. Right. And hopefully you got the right members right. that are saying the right thing. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> no, they're pushing you under the bus. Right. But the main thing is, and this is what we want to tell you guys, right? Is that there's so many different ways. To innovate there's so many different ways to engage and you know as James church is growing you know phenomenally in doing it in the traditional sense right this is how you know what is your church doing to go out there and reach and ask the question of folks why aren't you coming to church or what's preventing you from doing this right and then noticing those questions or those answers to those questions and then being equipped as a member to answer right because you're filling them up with, hey, this is what you say if they're saying this. Right. This is what we're about. You know what we're about. Express that to me. you know." And then that becomes, again, an opportunity to help your business, your church grow and your engagement go way up. And if your engagement goes way up, you come to the church, pastor is what you, everything that you thought, now you have a decision to make. Right. Is where you were doing what you needed to do or is it time to go in a different direction? Right. And being okay with that. Right. Right. So is there some other things we got we got to have people uh, you got to tell people where they can find you, where they can come into the church, where they can begin that conversation. We we are located at
1: 1441 Leonard Northeast uh, on the northeast side of town, um, uh, Leonard uh, just east of Fuller. Um, we and that's not corner. a rented
0: situation. That is a church that you own.
1: That's a church that we purchase <laughs> with our own blood. With our, not, not our own blood, but we purchase with our own money. Own sweat. <laughs> sweat yeah. equity and, and financial peace and all of that. And that
0: matters too, doesn't it? Absolutely. Knowing that there's
1: some stability. Absolutely. I mean, it, you know, people want, a, people want a place where they can come and worship and know that, you know, that they won't sh- show up one Sunday And there's a sign on the door, you know, move to another location or a situation where uh, the landlord has put them out or a situation where the pastor just jetted and left town for some unknown reason. And Uh we're left here to pick up the pieces. People really want to go to a place where they they know that there is a sense of stability um and and that's that's what we uh, are all about uh, we were so grateful that the lord blessed us to move to that location uh the location that we were in uh, we just really weren't making an impact we were on a, on the southwest side of town and it was predominantly predominantly uh hispanic and there was a cultural barriers there there were language barriers uh-huh. there uh we were literally surrounded by uh three or four hispanic churches who were really servicing the needs yes, absolutely of, of the Hispanic community there and it was just a cultural barrier there was language barriers oh. there and so you know we were re- very blessed and fortunate to move where we are in a um multicultural multi uh uh diverse uh neighborhood where we are mm-hmm. and 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 that's really the that's really you know the kind of ministry that we we really wanted to be from the very beginning I didn't want never want to be the pastor of a black church. I didn't want to never want to be a pastor of a white church. I I didn't want to be a pastor of a black and white church. I want to be a pastor of a multicultural, multiethnic church. So when you say multicultural, that's different than multiethnic. Mm-hmm. multicultural means because the culture of the church i mean there's, there's different cultures in the church you got a youth ministry you got senior ministry you got men's ministry you got women's ministry those are different cultures in the church mm-hmm. but uh when you talk about multi-ethnic you know you're talking about all kinds of ethnic backgrounds it doesn't matter because we really want our church to look like what god had in mind when he created humanity uh, we want we want to service the needs of Anybody who walks in that church, we want to be able to reach the heart of any, doesn't matter if you're black, white, Hispanic, Native American, uh, Puerto Rican, Guatemalan, it doesn't matter. Um, We want to be a Haitian, uh, African. We want to be able to serve because we serve one God. He's the, he's the God of all nations. Uh And so um, we want, we want the church to look like the church down here to look like what God had in mind when he created humanity cause it's, it's really funny to me how we all going to heaven we all everybody's going to one one heaven but we go to different churches down here <laughs> and they all look you know and it, 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 it's been said many times before that uh sunday is is the most segregated day of the week um you know people from the survey, suburbs drive into the inner city to go to their church and go back to the suburbs you know and people in, in the inner city they go to their inner city churches and and they don't branch out. We don't, they don't do any of that. So um, we, we do our best to, um, we're doing our best to make our church a multicultural, multi-ethnic uh, church. We are actually partnering with some of the uh, churches in, uh, in, in the uh, neighborhood, in the area that where we are. Um, some Christian reform churches, some Lutheran churches. And we're doing some things
0: uh, that are unconventional. That's right. But it's, it's talking it's about fun. innovating. Yeah. And it's talking about engaging people differently. You know, if again, if this were a straight business, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to constantly bring forth to the marketplace different things and different ways to engage different people. Right. And you're doing it in the church setting. And Absolutely. this is why I thought this was a perfect conversation to have conversation about church slash business using business principles to grow your church using church principles to be about your business and I hope this was able to engage you guys one more time name of the church where they can find you
1: New Life Tabernacle Church of God in Christ 1441 Leonard Northeast Grand Rapids Michigan you could reach us um, our phone number is 616-243-2254 Um, Our website is www.newlifetabgr.org, www.newlifetabgr.org.
0: Come see us. We'd love to have you. All right, guys, you heard it here. Again, an unconventional conversation using the principles that I like to bring you every week. Hopefully you're able to peel from those if you're in the church space. You're able to peel some of these ideas and then implement them immediately. If you're earning all of your money online, perhaps you heard something that you can go, hey, wait a minute, I can do it like they do it in the church, but yet build my business online. That's the hope. We'll talk to you next time. So, so we're also talking about some of the ways that we can start, you know, g- ways you can give, right? What are some of the ways that you guys have innovated, some of the ways that you're doing now and incorporating into your giving?
1: Well, first of all, we know that, you know, we're fast becoming a cashless society where people just don't carry cash anymore. And so um, we've just uh, eliminated a lot of, excuses why people don't have to give whether uh-huh. they're on vacation or uh, out of town on business or family emergency. So um, there's several ways you can give. We You can give, uh, of course, on our, our website uh, through Givelify or PayPal. Um, but then... Uh, What's have, the
0: address for PayPal? Uh,
1: it's... Um,
0: well... We'll leave that in the description field for you guys so that if you if you're moved... To give, you oh, can give
1: there. Yeah, do do PayPal. You can you can give. Uh, it's usually an email address. Or. Well, you it's a link right on okay. our, our website. Okay, that you can just click on that link. It'll take you right to where you need to uh, go. To it, it'll it'll give you a template to go in and give. Uh, how you know through credit okay. card
0: or, right. And um, I can leave that in the description field for you guys. Yes, um, that link. And again, you know, this is some of the ways that as we start thinking about what's happening new and in ways to engage people now think about this if you're a church out there and you're listening to this and you're saying well my traditional way has been this ask yourself the question what five other ways can you provide an opportunity for people to give right Yep. an opportunity that when they give that you now they have an opportunity to download a sermon or they have an opportunity to go to another portal and, and see a special, a special message. These are all ways that you can engage. You can do something different with your church, right? And then yep. if you hear that and you are so moved by that and you want to give right there on the spot, even if you're not a member, you want to give right there. You say, you know what? That message changed my life this day. And here's what I would like to do for your church. And it can be, even, a, even $1 helps. Even one dollar helps.
1: Every dollar helps.
0: Every dollar <laughs> helps. But the point is, and I, again, this is not you know to you know sell you or anything like that. We just wanted to be of information. Yeah. We wanted to have an opportunity to talk to you about church business, build it like a church, grow it like a business.
1: Also, we have um, we have a online giving station um, set up in our in our sanctuary um, that uh, people want to give. Right after the service or right before the service, there's a station you can go to. Just run your credit card, or your your Mastercard, Visa, debit card, whatever you want to run. You can run it yourself. Nobody be there to take your information or anything like that. And it's set up before service and after service too. So, um, you know, just we just try to eliminate different ways uh, or different excuses why people don't have or can't give or or You know, whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, why people don't give. So, uh, and to tell you, uh, it has tremendously increased our revenue um, uh, because sometimes people don't write checks anymore. Mm -hmm. Very seldom people have cash, but they got that card and it works. And I I think it increased our revenue probably about 30 40% because it's right there. It's a card. They don't see it. They just swipe it and
0: go on about their way. And that's awesome stuff. And we just hope, again, you're out there and your church and you're, you're you're trying to grow and you're just looking for ways to grow. Hopefully, again, you're able to pull something for what we talked about and you're able to incorporate it. If you're an online business and you're going, man, I need different principles than just what I'm hearing from YouTube or just what I'm hearing in the traditional sense. Now you can pull pull from a whole different industry on how to engage right? How to get your people fired up about your message. Use these principles to grow your business. We'll talk to you next time.